presents the covers face off. Who did it first? Who did it best? Which version is superior? The covers face off. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Covers Face Off on the Scratch a Track podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show. I am the Dude. And I'm Grim. And today we are going to be discussing the Immigrant Song uh, by Led Zeppelin, obviously, and the version by Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, featuring Karen O from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs on vocals yes. from the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo score. Score. Film score. Original film score. The American version, not the Swedish version. Thank you for clarifying. Of the movie. Yes. And dude, here we are in the same studio. Wow. It's a rare treat. Look at that. You know? Look at that. With my dude glass. Yeah. For the dude. It's pretty great. It's a birthday present from this guy. So. Well, we got to start in chronological order. But before we do that, we should probably have everyone like, like subscribe and comment below and that right. would be we would be much obliged there yeah. um for those of you on your phone just turn it sideways and hit the thumbs up and hit the subscribe and you know all these things help us along through the rest of our life and it's going to change your life too I yeah have no doubts about it <laughs> i mean it's changing mine subscriber by subscriber so, yeah um but yes immigrant song led zeppelin off their third album First Led single. Up, Led Zeppelin 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First single. And, uh, dude, we've discussed this. Well, this album has its own Scratch a Track podcast, which is very early on before we started doing this whole video thing. So maybe uh, our buddy Forrest can link that below. If not, you know, you, you can find it out there. It's the one that's got like a couple hundred thousand views. So just <laughs> yeah. sort by that. Yeah. The largest number of views. Mm-hmm. So we have discussed it a little bit, but. That song, this song off that album is pretty interesting because I think we both sort of agree that we love the song, but maybe for that album, it doesn't necessarily fit. Not with the rest of the album, yeah, per se. But it's interesting because people talk about, you know, several bands being forerunners, if you will, to kind of like metal. And I feel like if you were going to rank anything from Led Zeppelin's catalog in that category... This would be my number one. I mean, I just remember hearing it and with just that driving F sharp and right just, in the beginning, man. Yeah. It it really it's interesting because it again, it is very different than the rest of the album, but it hits so hard. And I know it was yeah. the first single off the album. And I think I think we talked about it, you know, months and months ago on the episode that, you know, that's the single that came out. And if you if you heard that song and then you get the album, you might feel a little different about it because yeah, sure. it doesn't it doesn't kind of go with the rest of it. The other the rest of the album, you know, you got some slow blues with "Since I've Been Loving You," but then a, lot a lot of acoustic, of acoustic stuff. Bass. Yeah. So um, now, having said all that, it's a badass song. It's a great song. Yeah, and and I think it's kind of interesting, like the dichotomy of starting off the album punching so hard, and then everything else just kind of slows down, except with the exception of maybe the. Which I love the intro for Out on the Tiles. Now, I will say both of these two songs, they, they, if you read about it, you'll hear mentions of this being on some other Zeppelin stuff. But my favorite use of both this song and 
out on the tiles or at least part out on the tiles in a live setting is from Led Zeppelin BBC sessions like where they too? do that. Just too. I think so. Yeah. Where they do immigrant song live. And of course the vocals are not quite what you would be used to hearing the studio version. But I mean, I don't know that they had the technology to do this big, huge sweeping reverberated delayed, you know, when plants doing his kind of like, I'm not going to say primal scream, but, you, but you know, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I love the, I love how they do this song live because it's really raw. It's really heavy. And I think Paige does a really sweet guitar solo in, in that version of it. And then for them to take that intro for out on the tiles and use that as an intro to black that's dog. Right. That's right. Damn. That's hot. It is pretty sweet. Well, and I think too, um, that this song has been a staple for them over the years. Well, that they've been playing a lot of shows lately, but <laughs> when they were playing a lot of shows, they would open a lot of concerts with, with this song, well, which they do on the BBC sessions, uh, disc two, that, that whole live show. And that's cool. Cause I believe that wasn't that also like the first time they played songs off of Led Zeppelin four or one of the first times when I, they played stairway. Yeah. I think it was um, pretty early black is do they, and they do play black dog. Cause yeah. the tiles is the intro for that. Yeah. Going, going to California and everything. Um, yeah. Anyways, this, you know, they do an awesome job with it. I think it's probably, it's the one, it's one of the songs you would hear on classic rock radio pretty much every mm-hmm. day, you know, other than that, then ramble on into live and love and made, but whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, or heartbreaker, and heartbreaker, heartbreaker and live, live and love and made. Yeah. yeah. But ramble on would also be played. It would, but I, I guess I thinking of the writing of this song, or at least I should say reading about it. It's not as if I were there and thinking back, uh, but reading about it, 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 apparently it was written when they were on a tour of Iceland, Bath and Germany in the summer of 1970. So very early on for them, probably when they were working on Led Zeppelin two, because I think they had a working title uh, for the song uh, before they actually had, um, before it was called the immigrant song. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Mm. I don't know if you're mistaken or not, because I didn't dig quite as deep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think th- their tour in Iceland uh, in Reykjavik was kind of helped inspire writing this song. Yeah, and that's where even you know we come from the land of the ice and snow. Um, and uh, the story kind of goes that when they went there to play this show, and I guess in Reykjavik, um, they were supposed to go there, and they were guests of the Icelandic government on a cultural mission. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Led Zeppelin. I don't know what kind of cultural mission they were on. I'm sure they had fun in their hotel, wherever they were. Um, but basically the, I guess the, it says like the civil servants who were involved in putting the show on or whatever went on strike and the gig was going to be canceled. And there's a university there and they have a concert hall and they kind of put it all together and they were able Students to play. Set them up, yeah. Right? And those are just pretty, pretty badass. So, um, this song kind of was influential in, in them writing the immigrant song. And I guess, I don't know if the yeah. title is because at that point they were immigrants. <laughs> well, sure. But I guess as I'm reading it, they used to kind of open um, concerts in the early days. It, it specifically says between 70 and 72. And it was introduced as a short piece of music known as L.A. Drone. Drone. That's right. Yeah. And I think they not too. Oh, I guess it's. A while ago now they came out with like how the west was one yeah their their sort of live uh not dvd cd um i don't know 
songs, concerts and everything. And, and LA drone was on there. So, and I don't know if I know I have that, but I don't know if their LA drone there was actually immigrant song or if something else. They did. Yeah. But, but so anyways, you know, I thought we thought it was interesting that, you know, you have Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I mean, people know Trent Reznor, you know, from nine inch nails and everything. Um, and I think Atticus <laughs> Ross is now considered a, um, a permanent a member, member, whereas before it was just Reznor, right, with touring yeah. musicians. Yeah, and I forget, I forget what album it kind of was where Ross kind of transitioned over in, but they are basically like a working partnership. Now. Yeah, um, and they've developed a phenomenal relationship. Um, you know, Trent Reznor had always been very close to uh, to director David Fincher, who you might know from Seven and Fight Club. Benjamin Button, um, but uh, and he also hired him to do the Social Network uh, soundtrack, oh, yeah. soundtrack, the score for that, which him and Atticus Ross won an Academy Award, which is pretty cool. I mean, dude, when you think of, I'm sure if you told Trent Reznor uh, when he was on tour doing like the Fragile <laughs> in uh, Downward Spiral and <laughs> yeah. albums like that, that hey, you're going to win an Academy Award one day doing one of David Fincher's movies, yeah. he'd, he'd probably be like, "You're full of shit." Um, I'm going to go hang out with Marilyn Manson, which. A whole lot of people aren't doing that now. Sorry, Marilyn. Yeah. The, the past yeah. week or two aren't haven't been too kind to you. What happened? Uh, some things with a lady. We'll talk about that offline. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bum, bum deal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So their version of this song um, for the soundtrack or score, I guess I'd call it more of a soundtrack based on the fact that they kind of made like rock songs for it. But well, I mean, yeah, with this, yeah, with this, I mean, there's this song and then somebody else did a song too, but I mean, it's, it's also a complete score. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, awesome, really dreary, desolate music, but he's really good at that. Yeah. Too, well, so. sure. Sure. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're, their version of the song is is really interesting because it it takes this song and puts it in the context of like kind of more industrial type music. Absolutely. And I, I think it works really well. I mean, based on the register uh, that he would sing it in originally in the way that Plant sings it, to have Karen O sing it to me makes a lot of sense. She does have a powerful voice and she uses it really well in the song. And I, you know, sometimes when you see something like this, your initial reaction is like, I don't know if I'm going to like that. But I, I really had no qualms with this at all upon listening to it. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I, like I said, I liked her delivery and I liked the way that they did it too. And I kind of liked that little breakdown um, that they went into after they basically ended the the last bit of lyrics so so now you better stop and rebuild all your ruins for peace and trust can win the day despite of all you're losing when they go into that little breakdown there um i like i like the way they kind of did that as opposed to led zeppelin where they just kind of hit on that nasty like um dominant seventh chord yeah no they they definitely do some cool things to it and i hadn't I hadn't heard this version until I was actually like in the theater, in, in the yeah, theater seven. watching the movie. Um, and even when I was in there watching, I didn't know, like I knew Trent Reznor was involved in Atticus Ross. I, I shouldn't just say Trent Reznor. I, I knew that um, they were involved in the score for this movie, but I didn't know if they had anything to do with, with the production of that song. Cause sometimes, 
you know, people who are responsible for the music, you know, the, the directors will put in a song or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or they may choose a song, um, to, to put in the movie, but the opening credit sequence is really cool. It's its own sort of own little music video all, all in itself, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I hadn't, I haven't seen the movie, so pardon (laughs) me for that, but, um, yeah, but upon watching the the credit sequence, it it really is. It's like a like some sort of a different version of like a T one thousand sort of it is. morphing into liquid all these, metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it liquid. Or it's like this. You know, it, they're basically for people who haven't seen it. Check it out. Um, I don't know if you can see the credit version online. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, but one highly recommend the movie. But it is basically like uh, almost like this liquid metal or oil that's going over yeah. sort of people and all this different imagery. But then there's some sort of like technology. You see like these like I, I computer cables and things. And it's just it's a really cool montage of different things. So it's 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 a pretty cool sequence to, to start a movie and definitely sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Which is yeah, it sure does. A very it's, important it's part dark. of the process. It's dark. It, it's dark. It's dark. The movie doesn't get a whole lot lighter either. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. So it, it, you know, critics did not review it as feel good movie of the year. No, um, it's not a family but, film. You know, yeah. But well, I mean, for some families, not for my family. Well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like both. I mean, I love both versions. I love this song. For me, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Zeppelin's version uh, just because it is it is so classic. And and I think we were talking a little bit offline. It is pretty much of a, I mean, there are differences, but it's not like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and Karen O like went and were like, hey, we're going to do an acoustic version of the immigrant song. Country with accordions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they did not go that route. Psycho, so I guess. The, the main, I don't know, soul of the song is still there. Yeah, wouldn't you say? sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And would you lean more towards, perf- I guess, Led Zeppelin's version? I, dude, I that? have to. Yeah. And like I said, I would... I wish there, yeah. For me, I, of course, Led, Led Zeppelin's version, but man, I, I really, there, like I said, there are just some of the elements that I like so much of that BBC version. If they could have melded those, like, had plants vocals with that, like, expanse, that expansive kind of explosive yell. Dude. And get that, get to, but still get that. They, there's something about that guitar solo, and I, I get it. Like, the guitar solo gets old. As its own thing, no matter what band, but especially if you, you know, in Led Zeppelin, it almost becomes kind of like a shtick. Yeah. But it's a fucking good shtick because Jimmy Page is, is an amazing guitarist. He's not bad. Plays it quite well. He's not bad. He, he's pretty good. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps up the Immigrant song on the cover's face off. We're going Zeppelin. Nothing against, um, you know. No, great cover. Honestly, yeah. great cover. Yeah. Definitely big Nine Inch Nails fan. And I, I got to admit, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about the AAS and Karen O, but I really like what she did on this song. I think she did a great uh, homage to Robert Plant. I do too. And if you start looking, she is in, she has done a lot of things as, aside from the AAS. She's done, she is no, on, no, no. she does some vocals on the Flaming Lips Embryonic album, Ooh. which is interesting because when you read about it, she actually did the vocals over the phone. Is 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 I read it and Wayne Coyne like recorded it. Damn. And in the way it works in the song is is really kind of cool. That is pretty bad. And and I 
that's the one that comes to mind. But I know there's some other stuff that I've read where she's on, and it's oh. it's really good music from Sweet. bands that that you know I really like. So wow, that's pretty tight, man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, we have probably another exciting episode. I know we have another exciting episode coming out on Wednesday, and I'm pretty sure it's has to do with one of the bands or one of the members that we discussed in this episode. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Don't want to give too much away. But if you like the people who we discussed here today, then you're probably going to like that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Grim, I think it's time to go. On the Dude Grim Show. Scratcher Track is produced by the Dude Grim. Additional music provided by Moore and the Tims. Copyright 2021. The Dude Grim Show.